The Minutia Men Celebrity Interview is up next. But first, take a listen to this other fine Opie show. Quick, Lou, what's your favorite car color? I'd say Lou likes blue. Lou likes blue? Eh, Blue's pretty good, but really, I prefer silver. But regardless of our color preferences, when it comes to cars, you'll never know what you'll hear on the Car Guys Report, Informed Automotive. I'm Mark Vernon. I'm Lou Costable. Join us for the Car Guys Report, a Tony Lasano podcast, an Opie production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Silver. Really? Silver? The following is a Tony Lasano podcast, an Opie production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is the Minutia Men Celebrity Interview with Rick Kempfer and Dave Stern. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast, an Opie show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is the Minutia Men Celebrity Interview with Rick and Dave. Okay, joining us on the show, we have, uh, this is kind of a special treat for us because uh, the movie A Christmas Story is everywhere around Christmas time, and it came out in 1983, and it's still a gigantic blockbuster hit. And w- joining us on the phone right now is the man who plays Scott Farkas. And Scott, it's Scott, not Scott, right? Yeah, Scott, Scott Farkas, who is uh, Zach Ward. And you played the bully in that movie, and that is such a memorable character. But I have to ask you this. You're a Canadian, right? Yeah. Aren't you guys supposedly famously, notoriously You're polite. friendly, yeah, you guys polite, are polite, nice? I was, in, I was in Toronto. You guys are the hookers. Were I mean, how, do, how, do, how does a bully come out of Canada? We're really nice people. Until you push your butt. So <laughs> let's see how this goes. Because maybe in about 12 hours, you'll wake up to find me standing at the foot of your bed with one of your kids in one arm, uh, a sandwich in the other hand, and a, and a 357 in my right. I'm officially scared. I'm officially scared. Are you going to do the little, oh, you, are you gonna do the little black? Wait till tomorrow morning, my friend. <laughs> You're going to do the little blackout underneath your eyes yeah. when you're kicking our ass, right? <laughs> so what? What did Ralphie, what did Ralph, what did poor Ralphie yeah, we, do we, to we, cause you to hate yeah, him why, so much? Why were you such a jag to Ralphie? Um, he had sex with my mom. No, oh, really? really okay. weird. Yeah. At his age, you know, they don't show it in the film. They just talk about what a nice kid he is. He was, he, he broke my family. He, uh, he, he seduced my mother, okay. uh, which is weird because she was oddly uh, overweight yeah. at that time. And, uh, well, she he was a- cute. I mean, you, you gotta yeah, give him that, that. I think it was, I think it was the, um, I was going to say, I think it was the uh, pink bunny outfit that just (laughs) made her cross the line and leave my dad. And uh, (laughs) hearts were broken. It might have been the rifle, too. It might have been the... Hey man, sorry to bring sorry to bring bring you down, man. Sorry to bring down the room. Uh, So you know that is actually interesting. So did has anybody approached you of doing like some sort of celebrity? charity boxing match with you and uh you, you know with peter billingsley i think that would be no. a freaking fortune man yeah I'm, we're we are ready to be your promoters just let us know um here's the problem yeah have you seen me uh like yeah uh, i was a competitive martial artist for years yeah so you're I gonna win bad. you're gonna win I'll- I play. I'm I'm five foot ten, 185 pounds. Um, I've been throwing haymakers since I was 
eight. Yeah. Like my father was a Golden Gloves boxer. I play badass, scary dudes all the time. Um, you know, Peter is five foot five, <laughs> hundred and forty pounds. He, he's a he's a producer. I mean, the poor guy just produced the movie Iron Man. I mean, seriously. Wow. Yeah. Poor poor guy. Yeah. You know? Right. Right. Put the things yeah. didn't work out for him. Did Here's the thing: is if I ever hit him, I'd be sued to death. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So, but it's for yeah. charity. He it's for the in, kids. He could come into the ring with his attorney. <laughs> Do you, you know what? Maybe he could have his attorney fight for him, oh. like Game of Thrones, and then I could pull. Um, I could pull. What was that one? Not the guy who was the mountain, uh, who crushes his skull into his eyeballs. <laughs> I'll know. do that. Yeah. <laughs> but I'll be wearing the furry hat, <laughs> and then I'll uh, then I'll make it cute and adorable. I I love it. Now you, when that movie came out, did you have any idea that? all these years later it would still be this huge yeah actually i wrote it all down because i have the ability to see the future <laughs> okay i think he's being sarcastic such a good question such a good question and i actually, uh i figured out i figured out google and amazon uh-huh. and i'm a uh-huh. billionaire because of my prognostications yeah wow okay i think he's okay. calling yeah. you an idiot <laughs> yeah rick rick asked that question dave did not ask that question yeah wait a hang on I, i'm crossing off uh, questions on my list here hold on a second <laughs> this is going to be let like me, a nine-minute interview. Let me, let me ask you a question. Yeah. When you were 13 years old, did, yeah. did you know that you were going to be some kind of loser doing a podcast <laughs> in your mom's basement? Now, you oh, funny, you, funny you say okay, that. Now you yeah, really did. Now, that's you, a, that cuts a little too close to home, pal. Uh, <laughs> we actually are in Rick's mom's basement right now because of uh, construction work with the other studio. I yeah, so, I mean, that hurts. You know, I, if, if you tell me that a 55-year-old man doing a podcast from his mother's basement is a loser right. then i've got some problems <laughs> yeah right because that that to me spells success yeah okay joe rogan okay okay joe rogan so you really are a dick then in real life basically <laughs> he wasn't acting he was not acting that was real no i i, I just lived into the character um uh, you know the funny thing is uh that for me uh, that was my first movie um my mom's an actress and uh, still is. She's 82 years old right now. She's here in Los Angeles uh, oh, visiting me from L.A. Sorry, there's a, pl- a helicopter going above. Yeah. It's five, about time they get a hold of you. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I finally tracked yeah, you down. Yeah, I'm envisioning a Goodfellas yeah, thing going on right now, right? At least at least it's a quality because I'm white. So that's good. Um, um, my mom's an actress, so I grew up uh, and I uh, surrounded by it, and I begged to get into it. Uh, when I was ten, I did commercials, and Christmas Story was my first feature film, and I didn't know anything yeah. about the process. And also, um, you know, it's thirty fucking five years ago. Yeah, man. no, I know. I know. Um, yeah. So it's not like we had the internet on our phones or a way to go. What do you think the projections? Yeah, right. right. Of yeah, the no, no, that's. Yeah, that's so true. That was the obligatory you're... stupid question we were asking. <laughs> no, 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 no. But, but it, the point, funny. the point is that you know, it's not a stupid question. You just have to put it in perspective right. and realize that. Remember, in 1976 or 77, when Star Wars came out, yeah. it was in theaters for six months. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So I know. when we went to go see movies as a kid, um, 
you saw the same film three times because you had no choice. So I did a movie, and to me, it was, it was like summer camp, yeah. but in the winter. And I had a great time, and everybody was super cool, and and Bob Clark was awesome, and Yano Anaya, who played Grover at Dill, was my best buddy, oh, and cool. yeah, oh, yeah, and and uh, Peter. Do and do you stay in he, touch with any of these guys still? Yeah, Yano. Oh, dude, I talked to Yano yesterday. That's Scotty cool. and I are still friends. Absolutely. That's cool. The rest of them. Eh. But yeah, <laughs> but just like, who do you know? that you've known since you were a child right. and you did something that literally stamps you in time until you die. Right. right. Like it's the thing. Right. So, you know, here's the thing that's weird. I was talking to my, my, my mom about this last night. Uh, did you ever uh, read the book, the tipping point? I have not. No. No. Dude, you should read it. All right. It's it, not in no. Rick's mom's basement. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> look, look behind the old National Geographic we used to beat off to. Yeah. Uh, behind the VHS, you know, yeah. the foosball table that we got here. So it's like uh, Christmas Story. What's amazing about Christmas Story is all the things that had to come together for it to become what it is. So before that um, – it's a wonderful life. You remember the movie? It's a yeah, wonderful sure, life. Yeah, sure, of course. All right. Do you know why It's a Wonderful Life became an, became an American classic? Well, it didn't originally. It kind of bombed at the it, beginning, yeah. didn't it? No, uh, yeah, I don't yes. know. I, uh, okay. Can I can I tell you? Yes, sure. please. All right. So, do you know how commercials work? Yeah. Do you know how TV works? You make a product, and they you say, "I want to uh, put this product on TV." And uh, I need advertisers. And the advertisers say, hey, how many people watch your thing? And you go, 10. And they go, eh, go away. Yeah. I, you say 10 million. They go, we'll give you cash right. per, per 30 seconds because that's what is valuable to us. Right? You understand that? Sure. So one day your uh, show out of your podcast will be worth some money. Not today. <laughs> and it won't be on me. But here's – so. Frank Kafka, the guy who directed It's a Wonderful Life yeah. and created it, he forgot to renew the copyright. Oh, Jesus. So it went into the public domain like five or seven years. After it came out. Yes. Uh... So now, now you're a TV station owner back in the 40s and 50s, and you're like – uh, if I play something on Christmas, nobody watches it because they're worth a family. Yeah. So I, I can't sell the airtime for nothing. So what am I going to put on there? Something that costs me money? Oh, wait a second. I got this free VHS. Exactly. Right, 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 yeah. I'm going to play it over and over again and turn it into an American. I don't give a crap. Yeah. Uh, but America will be like, that's right. It's an American classic. <laughs> is, now, that, is that what happened with your movie too? Yes, it is. It because is. TBS didn't TBS it, just pop, started playing it twenty four yes. hours a day, right? I mean, but oh. TBS TBS bought the uh, library from MGM that was going bankrupt, oh. and so look, when Christmas Story came out in theaters the first year, um, no one cared. Yeah, I, I took a and, date. I saw it in the theater with a date, and uh, I, I uh, just remember well, I was unsuccessful. What was his name <laughs> for me? Name? <laughs> oh, ouch! Did you just say that? Jeez. <laughs> We're a blue state here, buddy. I'm not, ju I'm not judging, but I'm assuming he was a lovely fella. Um, you know the funny thing, bro? Seriously? Yeah. I took a date to the movie. When Did I was you really? Kid. Wow. Yes. 
and she was a French girl. So pretty, so pretty, and I had a huge crush on her. Oh my god! But she didn't like the furry hat. (laughs) The 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 furry hat blew it for you, didn't it? Uh, I mean, we're in Canada, so everybody has a furry hat. We ride, we we ride a moose to the theater. (laughs) So I'm in the theater the whole time, uh, struggling to try and hold her hand, terrified. Fourteen years old. Yeah. And it's oh, just so like sweaty and gross and cl- clammy. It's like an episode of uh, Happy Days. Yeah, it's sure. horrible. <laughs> and then we walk outside, and I'm like, uh, so um, how did uh, what, what did you think? Did you did you did you like the movie? <laughs> yeah, not cool. I was never cool. And she looked at me, and with that perfect French girl accent, she goes. No, I don't like this one so much. Okay, bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> and she gets on the subway and leaves, and I'm standing there just like <laughs> gobsmacked, like, okay. Uh, I was in this movie. I, can't I was get... in the fucking movie. <laughs> and I can't get anywhere with you. Wow. Well, uh, the, I'm glad I haven't wasted any time going after French girls because it wouldn't have yeah, worked out well, for me. They're, they're pretty, but they're harsh. They're oh, harsh. Oh, boy. We need to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Hey, this is Tony Lozano, and if you like podcasts, well, I'm the guy that you want to meet. Well, maybe, but I do have my own called Nude Hippo, the podcast, and I do it with uh, many members of and friends, uh, including Kimmy. Hello. We feature some of the coolest guests like... Brian Cheverini, Ginger Z, Mr. Skin, Tom Dreesen, and so many more. These are like milestone interviews. They're timeless. So this way, you could pick it up at any point. I suggest you start from the beginning. Nude Hippo, the podcast, and Opie Show. Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. <laughs> This is Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. I hope you uh, tune in again next week for another episode of... That's you, Dave. Oh, Minutia Men. Minutia Men! Thank you. Time now for Rick and Dave to both share a story or two about things going on in their lives. Involving the kids, the wives, or both. And now, Rick and Dave. <laughs> I just pressed the wrong button. <laughs> uh, that, was a, that was the wrong exit. Uh, <laughs> Hang on, maybe this is it. Time now for a collection of Cub Geekness. This is just one bad century. With Rick and Dave. Okay, that's also incorrect. (sighs) Hey, Rick. Yeah. um, Before we do our next show, I want you you to read a book. It's called The Radio Producer's Handbook. (laughs) Okay. Um, It's written by, I can't remember the guy's name, but maybe that'll help with some of the technical problems that we had during the show. Okay. <laughs> you know, you shouldn't be putting me in charge of the all the technical end of it. That's the that's the key. That's the problem here. You wrote a textbook on how to do this. The Tony Lasano podcast and Opi production on the Radio Misfits podcast network. Radiomisfits.com. And we're back. Um, so yeah, here's the thing is Christmas story had the exact same thing happen to it is they, uh, they bought the library from MGM and they started running the uh, running Christmas story on, on, uh, Christmas because it was a loss leader that like they, they knew that they couldn't get any advertising, but the, here's the thing is Americans, Canadians love a Christmas story because they chose it. That's the thing that's amazing about the film is they decided that it was their film, mm-hmm. right? Not. 
it wasn't really the network or the studios. There's no promotion behind it. It just became this thing that when VHS came out and everybody was spending eighty to hundred dollars to buy a VHS of a movie, they had them like a collection that they would trade. Yeah, and they would. So when you had a VHS, you didn't have three thousand of them. No, right. You had you had four. Right. And you would trade them with people back in the day. I know it's hard for the yeah. kids to understand. Right, I know. But they were like. They were like Pokemon cards, <laughs> the rarest Pokemon cards. <laughs> and you would share them with your friends, and they'd be like, oh, thank you so much. So it was really the people who chose the film. And I think what happened is because the movie, and, and when you watch it again, and you will, oh yeah, you, you have no choice. Like it's Right, exactly. America, you have to watch it. But watch the fact that the entire movie is shot from the kid's perspective. Hmm. You're always at four uh, feet above the ground. No, I don't think you were. You're not looking down on children metaphorically or physically. You are at the same height as kids. Wow, I never caught and that. He, Bob Clark, literally cut out the floor of the set to get his camera low enough to come from uh, Ralphie's POV. Oh my God, that is that's genius! Brilliant. Uh, oh, yeah, and that's man, the reason. Brilliant. Why little kids, I've watched five-year-old kids pony up, sit down, take a squat in front of a screen at a, at a Christmas party or whatever, um, and they watch the movie. And to them, it's them. And then I see 70, 80-year-old people going, that was me in 1942. That's you know? exactly it. You know, it, it's, uh, it's, it captures it's, the it's, childhood perfectly. It's all these generations connected to each other. And the thing about Christmas Story is it's not pretty. It's beautifully shot. It's wonderfully acted. The score is fantastic, but it's not a pretty time. It's pain. Right. It's, it's people right. going through the depression. Right. They don't have enough food to eat. They have to eat cabbage and right. meatloaf. Right. They can't afford to fix their uh, the heater. They have to go down and rag them, frag them, argue with <laughs> yeah, them. Right. They have right. to haggle over a tree right they don't have enough uh tires for their car right but they're together and that's what america canada is all about mm -hmm. come together do something more than the sum of your parts and no matter how crappy it gets you got each other's back yeah that's yeah. what it's supposed to be about it's like you you've got this you've got this uh this heartfelt uh, side to you but actually you're kind of a dick <laughs> so yeah. you have the whole yeah. the whole perspective you've got the entire it's it's just it's a uh, well-rounded thing let, let me ask you thank one, you one, one thank last you. question you you'd been, you've seen kids watch this movie how do they re, re, how do they react to you afterwards because you're you know you're not uh, particularly cool in the movie do they like you know do you it, are, do you it, have any kids it, 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 I, I don't have any kids myself uh, um yeah um but you know here's the thing is there's it, there's different relationships with them um one is the kids that are like who walk up when I'm doing autograph signings and raising money for charities and the kids walk in like, your name's Scott Fuckers, you're a Zach War. <laughs> like they're five years old and they give me my whole IMDB resume. It's amazing. <laughs> then you've got the other kids who sit down and watch the movie and don't connect me to it at all oh. because I'm just some old man around them, yeah. which is fine. But the coolest thing, the thing that borders on fucking magic is the ones that see time.
And here's why I say this. Uh, how old are you, gentlemen? Uh, 55. Yeah, but we look 54. Yeah, easy. easily. Yeah, yeah. yeah you, you don't sound like you aged well. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> you guys know the process of watching someone grow. Oh, yeah. Like younger siblings, uh, nieces, nephews, children. Yeah, we have you kids. watch them. So it's something that you understand and that usually you – grasp that as you grasp your own mortality and the process of not of going from childhood into adulthood mm -hmm. and yes and it's a very organic process and it takes time now i've had the experience with multiple children and it is one of the high points of my life and i'm not being sarcastic in any way shape or form they come up and meet me and their parents are like honey bobby susie that's that's Farkas." That's Gafarkas. And they look at me like, what what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, right, right. And then they take, they take the I hold up the picture. I'm like, yeah. Wow. That was me when I was your age. When I when I was uh, when I was close close to your age. And they look at the picture and they look at me and they can see the I still look similar. I've got yeah. a beard oh, yeah. and I have glasses, but there's still the asshole face <laughs> that I have and the red hair, but they see it and they connect the dots. And see, here's the difference is for everybody else, you grow up watching the process for them. It hits them instantaneously like, like right. lightning right, yeah. and their whole brain goes, holy <laughs> shit, <laughs> like, that's going to happen to me. Kidding. I've seen them shake and look up at me and go, <gasps> I go and I know why they're re losing their shit. I go, that's right. You're going to grow up. Yeah, that's his. That's You're going to awesome. be like me one day. And they go, no. Like, they, like, I'm like, no, no, it's okay, sweetheart. You won't be a redhead. Yeah. You, you have a but, chance of looking good. Yeah, but let me tell you about yeah. taxes and fight guy. Let me tell you all yeah. that other shit that you're going to have to go through. But it's the most amazing experience to watch these kids grasp time yeah. and life and aging mm -hmm. and all this shit and realizing that it happens and it, they grasp it on a visceral level because I'm somebody that they've known for years yeah. they've seen over that they take they're so comfortable with they take that character for granted and then they see I'm this I'm this man I'm this grown up this really handsome good-looking <laughs> yeah that's probably what they're thinking <laughs> but but in all seriousness they click on it and that moment where they kind of go oh what the fuck <laughs> it's, it's the most fantastic traumatizing experience a child can ever have and I, I'm, I'm happy to do that to them and i'm happy you don't have kids yeah <laughs> oh yeah well yeah, hey we uh, we really appreciate you being on the show and Dude, giving us awesome. shit and you're, it was it was a it was a fun interview it was great buddy and thanks very much for being part of the show oh my pleasure guys my hey pleasure. much health buddy take thanks, it easy thanks a lot have a great day Bye, buddy. okay <laughs> he may be my I, you know what you're out i'm gonna do a podcast with that guy yeah. You know, you know how we used to call you Mr. Mean. Yeah, not even. I'm not even an. In, I'm not even an intern for Mr. Mean anymore. Uh, what a what a bright guy though. You could tell he's extremely intelligent. He and, is and, very smart and very much of a dick. 
Yeah, but uh, <laughs> but in a, but not really. You know, in, you, in the same uh, way you are. Yeah, yeah. Thank yeah. you. Right. Yeah, I uh, really appreciate him coming on, and he is a good guy. Yes. You could obviously tell that he's a really good good guy, and you're just saying that him. because he took shots at me and not at you. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Well, you were mocking. Right? You you asked a stupid question. I, I still don't think it was, that was not a stupid question. All right. <laughs> anyway. Well, that's it for this week's edition of the Minutia Men Celebrity Interview. Special thanks to executive producer Tony Lasano with opishows.com. Opi is hippo backwards. O-P-P-I-H shows.com. Distributed by Ed Silla, Radio Misfits. Great talk radio isn't dead. It's just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. And we'll be back again next week with another edition of the Minutia Men Celebrity Interview. The proceeding was a presentation of Opie Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Opie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? If you're a fan of the English Premier League, you'll want to check out Free Kicks with Adam and Rick. As you can hear by his accent, Adam is from England originally. Chelsea fan, if you must know. And he's also an expert in soccer tactics and methods. He's the director of coaching for the Illinois Youth Soccer Association. So obviously, he has some incredible insights into the game. Tune in every week. We're on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. A Tony Lasano podcast, an Opie show, and because it's soccer, we never use our hands. Radio Misfits. I am Howard Sudbury. And I'm Steve Baskerville. And on Back to You, our podcast, we do all kinds of things like, how would you describe it? We do nitpicky things sometimes, like how come you got headphones on and I don't? Because I'm the star of the show. Well, see, that's up for uh, debate and deliberation. And uh, a lot of the show is about who gets top billing and last word. Well, we'll find out on the next Back to You with Howard Sudbury and Steve Baskerville. See ya. Bye. Back to You with Howard Sudbury and Steve Baskerville. An Opie show only on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com.